0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation.
1: Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. I think he's uh, playing with his board game table. Yeah. That's not a euphemism. Oh. But running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. On today's show, we will talk to Gareth von Kahnbach about what Disney is doing with their theme parks and cruises. And then we'll ask that question, where do you want to go when you can go? We might talk about some other fun things, but of course we've got the Geek Sheet with Vicki B. Vicki, how can people
2: get a hold of us? get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. .com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Uh, or just search for BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes, and you will find us.
1: Yes, exactly. And however which way you listen to us, give us a review. Uh, give us them five stars, tell us why you like us, and then if you there's a reason why you may not like us or there's something we need to cover, you can just send an email to bjgeeknation at gmail.com on that one, and that will help us out, because we want to hear what you guys are thinking, uh, what you guys are doing, and if uh, you're able to uh, have any fun during this whole quarantine. And uh, hopefully you're watching a lot of movies and uh, doing all the fun, nerdy things. Uh, one of the things that we can't do right now is go to theme parks or go to cruises or go to any of those sort of things. But Mr. Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed, which is sknr.net, has a little bit of information about what Disney's doing in the near future. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. And, Gareth, I know that Disney is doing really big stuff with uh, Disney+, Plus, but one thing people really aren't mentioning recently is just uh, the theme parks. And I know, I mean, people can't go to them now, but that's hopefully going to change soon. Well, at least when it's safe, right?
3: Correct. And what has been going on uh, this week, there's been a lot of buzz because the companies are all doing their uh, quarterly earnings reports and profits. And of course, part of that is telling people, shareholders, investors what's coming. Now, Shanghai has had some limited things like they've had the hotels open. They've had a couple of restaurants, a couple of shops well, it came out yesterday that they said Shanghai Disney is going to reopen on the 11th this month. But it is going to be a very different experience than people have been used to. And this has got everyone really, really curious because, you know, staying out of politics, one of the arguments is, well, they're about two months ahead of us, so this gives us an idea of where we might be in two months. Mm. But then, you know, some people say, right, but when the Chinese government said, stay inside, that's it, they did. There weren't questions about it. You didn't have people running around saying, oh, I don't care, and it's a hoax and that sort of thing. So it's it's all up in the air. But they there are some companies that have tried similar things in China. And so this has got everyone really wondering because it's seen as kind of like the tip of the iceberg for if this goes off well, then cruises uh, are supposed to resume. We've already had one line come out and say they're looking to resume in August. There has been some filming that has started to resume in like Iceland and um, South Korea and such, and they all seem to be following this really interesting pattern. And, uh, for example, like here are some of the things that they are going to be doing at the park, uh, off the top, you have to kind of make your reservation ahead of time. You just don't show up and buy a ticket. Yeah, you that makes say, sense. Like You know, I want to be at the park on this date. They're going to limit capacity to say about 50% of what normal would be. Um, when you show up, you're going to get a, a thermal scan. That's a given. So if you have a fever, sorry, you're turned away, um, must wear a mask. From what I understand, social distancing must be maintained. So they're like queuing out the uh, attractions, that sort of thing. Uh, Apparently, they're taking their already really stringent cleaning process to an entirely new level. And then on top of it, there are going to be various things. Like, for example, I heard in the food areas... You're not going to see buffets. It's you know a lot of stuff might be, <laughs> a lot of stuff might be pre-packed and say here you go, take your lunch, go out, and yeah. you know you're not going to serve yourself and then sit in the in the common area. And so they they feel fairly confident that they can pull this off. And of course, right now, like I said, everybody's watching to say, okay, how does this work? And if it does is it going to be an indicator of what we are going to have in a few months? Because nobody knows when the California and Florida parks are going to open. But, you know, fact is, there's a lot of stuff. Let's not forget, there was supposed to be a brand new Avengers Land, oh, uh, Marvel Land, excuse me, opening in July.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. not, yeah. Well, that's going to be pushback, obviously.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it, it, one of the things that's kind of interesting in that end as well. I mean, like they had when the Star Wars Experience first opened, they had uh, you had to do reservations anyway. So this is one of those things that they have had to deal with just in normal practice. So they can just kind of ramp all of these things up to make it work for what is going to be essentially at this point, a new normal.
3: Exactly. And see, from my standpoint, I'm fascinated by this, not just because of the whole entertainment aspect to it. It, China has a massive population, much, much larger than the U.S. several several Mm -hmm. times over. So that's. That's not even a question. But if you follow what's been going on at the California parks, they have been having issues of late. Part of that is why they've raised ticket prices again. One of it is, and I don't want to blast a group, but I'm just going to say what it is. The problem is some people who have been, a lot of people who grab the annual passes go on a regular basis. And I'm not talking just on the weekends. You go on to the Facebook forums, that sort of thing, and you'll see them posting things like, Oh, I'm going to work in three hours, so I guess I'm going to go by the park for a couple hours. <laughs> or, hey, I just got off work, thought I'd go by the park before I got home. And that's great. That's what their passes are for. But the problem is it's it's causing congestions. And then you have all these people who um, you know, are planning full-day trips, multi-day trips, traveling from all over the world to come. They're getting there and seeing all these people who are essentially they're just to hang out going well you know i'm just going to go to the park today maybe i'll get on a ride and get out and it's created this huge you know backlog to the point where they've actually had days where they've had to shut the gates and say i'm sorry we've got too many people in the park right now um you're either are going to have to wait to come back to come in or go across the way to california adventure and these people are all sitting here filling the forms with oh, I'm missing it so much, I can't wait to go back. And some of them are posting pictures and video of them driving around the empty park. And that's where my concern is going to be, is that, When they open the doors and say, okay, Disneyland's back 50% capacity, you are going to have a nightmare between all these annual pass holders saying, I've got an annual pass. I'm supposed to be able to go anytime Mm, I want. Yeah. And then all these people saying, yeah, but, you know, we had our summer vacation booked months ago. We've already moved it twice, and... You know, and then there's the group that my wife and I fall in, the Disney Vacation Club people who are sitting here saying, look, I just want to know if we're going to be able to do our cruise at the end of October and that sort of thing. So it will be interesting. And then of course, you know, the other parts, not Universal, Six Flags, they're all going to be following this. And I mm-hmm. think maybe in some degrees, state fairs may look at this because we've already had several into September canceled, but maybe September. You know, some might look and say, well, you know, maybe we might be able to pull this off.
1: And it'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens with uh, Disney Shanghai, because like you said, they're they're going to be the front runners with all of this. And by the time they figure all of that out. Hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, if you want to go to these things and have those memorable experiences, I mean, other than pushing it back another year or more, depending. And I know there are a lot of people are just going to be flat out doing that. But if you're set on that, you got to make sure that the place is going to be safe. And, you know, like, seriously, like Disney isn't going to be wanting to open up a place where it is not safe for people to go. It's just it's not in their interest.
3: Exactly. And, see, and like I told people, I don't want to sound like commercial, but the fact <laughs> is, I think anybody that goes to their places on a regular basis knows they always put cleaning up the top. I mean, you'll back in the days when people used to be able to smoke in wider areas, I w- would see people like, you know, put out a cigarette and drop it and it wouldn't hit the ashtray. And they would have someone like within a minute, there was someone right there, you know, Mm -hmm. cleaning it up. And someone, you know, you never see a dirty bathroom or a dirty area at Disney. Or if you do, the moment it's made it brought to their attention, there's someone in there right away. And that's what I, you know, we were discussing getting back to the cruise. I told my wife, I said, honestly, I don't have as many concerns about the cruise because my thought is if they determine it is safe to go. Those things are already immaculate, they're going to be taking it to an even higher level. And I think that's the thing. The big question is are people going to follow the rules? Because, you know, sadly, look at the news. We've had people pull guns and shoot people simply because they were told, hey, you can't come into the store without wearing a mask. Yeah. And you don't expect that at Disneyland, but. You know, how long until you get somebody? I paid blah, blah, blah and for I my mean, ticket. And if I don't want to wear a mask on Space Mountain, I'm not going to wear a ma- you know. And to be perfectly That's honest,
1: I've seen videos of fights at uh, Disneyland where entire families have gotten involved. So it's not this, Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, the whole thing is uh, the, the, the wild card of humanity, really, at this point.
3: It is. I, but see, here's the thing. Like those people that started the fight. They resolved that fast and they prosecuted those people. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, they're banned from the park. And I'm thinking people are going to realize hey, you know, you goof up, this goes away. That's
1: a really good point. You don't want to screw up the fact that you could get banned for life from a theme park, much less Disneyland. Oh, exactly.
3: (laughs) And, you know, and truthfully, they aren't saying anything, but around here, we still see construction going on. I'm curious. I had heard when the lockdown started, they moved ahead and did some of the uh, maintenance and upgrades that were planned for various attractions. I'm wondering, they aren't saying, but I am really curious if that Marvel thing, if the construction's still moving on as planned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... can you imagine that opening? <laughs> hey, we're back. By the way, here's Marvel land.
1: That would be a hell of a thing, man. That would be something fantastic. And I know, I know you're gonna keep up on the news on all of this and let us know how it's going. Thank you so much, Gareth. Again, Gareth von Kollenbach from Skewed and Review. That is SKNR.net. Keeping us informed. Thank you, buddy.
3: Anytime. Take care.
1: Thank you, Gareth. And yeah, I don't know if uh, I'm going to be going to any theme parks in the next uh, year or so. I
2: will if the prices go down, and
1: <laughs> it really depends on like w- like their plans for the the social distancing and all mm-hmm. of that, and like what Gareth was saying, uh, l- less people, um, advanced reservations, mm-hmm. things like that to make sure and everything's safe, and like even what we're saying, like Disney was. I'm pretty adamant about having a clean place anyway. Mm-hmm. So it has to. It stands to reason that once uh, they get this all figured out and if uh, Disney Shanghai is going to be uh, going forward and doing well,
4: then they can open everything else up. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If you sold tickets at a premium you know, as opposed to what they are now, mm-hmm. and only allowed very small amounts of people into the park, and the lines were really short, that's almost a better experience. Yes. So I could see that happening.
1: Yeah, and it just, it kind of stands for reason, like, uh, it, it's got to be, like, fiscally uh, uh, possible for them to do that sort of thing. Yeah. But I, I don't like going on rides because I vomit. Like yeah. it's just like straight up, but I still want people to be able to experience the magic. One of my favorite things is to watch like little kids getting to see uh, like whatever Disney character Mickey they love the most.
2: Yeah, flyer.
1: all of those. So I I, I want to ha- let kids be able to experience that sort of magic as well. Um, but it poses the question for all of uh, us here and uh, the Geek Nationals out there. So let us know either via Facebook, social media, an email, or anything. Where do you want to go when we can go? And the first mm. thing that I thought of was I would love and I want to go to New Zealand. And yeah. A, New Zealand is beautiful. It's just like looking at the pictures is not going to do it justice. But uh, the wife and I want to do a uh, one of those camper van trips where we just rent a camper van, go around and go check out all of the fun things. But they've got the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Hobbit sets. Oh,
4: that's awesome. And you went to Yellowstone already, right? Yes.
1: Yes. And I've gone to Yellowstone, and that's fantastic. If you've never had a chance to go do that, and we just went camping by car, so we had all of our camping gear. Which, to be perfectly honest, it was a lot easier because everyone else rents those RVs, like the giant ones. And if you just have a normal-sized car, it's a lot easier to uh, get a spot. Oh, that makes sense, like a little camping spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so that was fantastic. It was beautiful. And it's the same thing with like New Zealand. Like, I just want to be able to check all that stuff out. But keeping on the geeky end on that, I really want to be able to see all those Hobbit holes because they do have a village there. I mean, oh, wow. It, it's yeah.
2: Not quite the same, but there's a town here in the state that we live in, Washington State, uh, called Orondo, which I'm not 100% sure where it is, but they have an Airbnb that is a, a hobbit hole. It's like an underground hobbit hole that <gasps> you can rent out. It's like 400 bucks a night, but you're in a Ooh. hobbit hole. Yeah. And, like, everything in it looks fantastic.
1: It's so adorable. I mean if
2: you can't get to New Zealand anytime soon, maybe that's gonna be the next one.
1: Yeah, and and it'll be one of those things that's like maybe that's what gets us prepared for it or psyched up for it. (laughs) Or at least until we can afford to go to New Zealand. Or
2: like an anniversary dinner. Like oh, evening, yeah. like where you make the dinner yourselves in the Hobbit Hole, and,
1: and you uh, got to wait till the next day, and uh, so you can have breakfast and second breakfast and eleven z's, and wait for Gandalf uh, to show up. Yeah, exactly. You just you got to hope. You got to hope, right?
2: Look, <laughs> looks like it's like in the middle of Washington, but it's like right by a river, so that looks really cool. Yeah, so pretty. So where, where else do you guys want to go?
1: Yeah, where would you want to go, Vicky?
2: Ah, <sighs> there's a lot of places I've been meaning to put. Like, I've been on my list that I've been meaning to do for a couple years now, but friends keep getting pregnant and married and stuff and (laughs) ruining my plans. And then I decided to buy a house, so that kicked back the plans a year or two. But I know I've been wanting to go back to Ireland and England, and I really want to go to, like, the older places and really experience, like, the architecture and, like, go to the little towns, the villages. It almost feels like you're in a Harry Potter-type world I, I think that just is so much fun. Like I I did go to Europe a few years back. I think six years ago.
1: Wow, it's been that long. Yeah, it's been
2: that long, and it was fun. But I literally was off the off the cuff. Like, okay, here's the main idea. What we're gonna do, and then we'll just figure it out as we go.
1: Oh, uh, you want it a little more structured mm-hmm, and less places okay. to go.
2: When you're young, that's totally fine. And going to more places. <laughs> yeah. But if you only have a limited amount of time, like two weeks, and energy, and energy. <laughs> I my we went everywhere. We did. Ireland and London and Paris and then Barcelona. Oh, wow! Yeah, in two weeks.
1: See, yeah, you I know. would want to spend like I would like to spend two weeks in Ireland. Yes.
2: maybe England,
1: but because I want to do like castle tours and stuff right. like that.
2: And Airbnb, funny enough, they do rent out castles and they're actually what? reasonably priced. They, they don't they don't cost any more than like a nice hotel room.
4: Wow! And you can have multiple people
2: in these castles. So actually, I did <laughs> at one point I planned a whole trip to Ireland. Like we'd fly into Ireland and we'd fly back from England back to the States and we found a castle for like, I think there were six of us that were gonna gonna go Mm -hmm. and it was just ridiculously priced. Like it was like 40, 50 bucks a person a night.
1: Uh, Loop me in on that? Yes. Yeah, I would like to go to uh, Ireland too.
2: And at the time, like actually, uh, (laughs) we did hang out, I hung out with a listener of ours, Cajal,
0: which from
2: Ireland uh, and he gave me a tour around and it was really awesome. I got to see the the college that Joffrey, the actor who played Joffrey, went to. So I got oh, to go really? into the college. Ah, it was like that's just cool. walking on campus. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? They, it was just so much fun. I want to go again and hang out with people. <laughs> and But they were saying that there's not a really big, at the time, I don't know now, geeky community.
1: Yeah. Like, it was still
2: trying to catch up. And I did do a Google search. There is a few, like, game stores and stuff in uh, Dublin, but there's not a whole lot.
1: Yeah. So it'd be kind you of bring cool. Bring your own games.
2: It'd be kind <laughs> of cool to be like, come on in. Ask me any questions. I know it all. <laughs> I am a geek.
1: Please.
2: I, I'm a geek like you've never seen.
4: Joe, uh, where would you love to hit? I got three. Okay. One of them is the, is the Star Wars Disneyland theme park. Good call. Because mm. I've had a bunch of friends go there and they tell me it's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I might not construct myself a $150 lightsaber. I absolutely will. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: 100%. I would do that
1: immediately. Yeah.
4: I will do that and I will construct a droid. Ooh. Like I will spend a lot of money if I'm doing that. I might construct a droid. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, the other one, obviously, is my hometown. And by hometown, I mean the place where my harper belongs. Oh. Las uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. Yes. There you go. I had plans to play in some World Series of Poker events. Doesn't look like we're ever going to get that this year. Yeah. So RIP casinos at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. But one that I really want to do that we won't be able to do for a while either is Oktoberfest in mm. Germany. Ooh, wow. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I went about 11 years ago and loved it. I want to go back and I didn't get to watch a soccer game or a football game over there. And that's one big thing I've always wanted to do.
1: Oh, that sounds like an amazing time. Um you probably won't remember all of it. Don't need to. So <laughs> I'm just going to say maybe bring a videographer with you. Done. To, uh, yeah, uh, just kind of document everything that's going on, and then you can delete the stuff that you need to delete a little bit later. Yeah, then Netflix can go ahead and edit that for me.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Those are some really good calls on that one, though. I love that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Dude, oh, if you haven't been to Oktoberfest, it's incredible. It's like a carnival for adults, and yet there are still a bunch of people around, like younger people too, because they are drinking ages way lower there. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Every oh the food? They have tents. Everyone has different food and different kind of beers and mm. like it's a drinking competition, but there's no winner. So like <laughs> well, it kind I of think everybody goes wins yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, it's one of a kind.
2: And I think the closest thing we have here in Washington is uh, we have this town called Leavenworth. Yep. And then they do Oktoberfest like all month long and it is ridiculous, lots of debacle, but if you really wanna get a hotel room for the night you're going to have to reserve it months and months oh, and yeah. months yeah, in Oh, yeah, probably
4: the
1: year previous, oh, yeah. uh, whichever way they get a chance on that one. But, yeah, those are some fun things. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, let us know how you, uh, what things you want to do when you finally can do those, uh, and let us. I, I want to hear about all those fun things. Now, if uh, you're still stuck at home, and mm-hmm. uh, like m- everyone right now, uh, there's something that is going on today. So if you're listening on the day that this is released, on the 8th of May... Know it that Andy Serkis, who you may know as Gollum from The Lord of the Rings, plans a continuous live reading of The Hobbit online to raise money for charity. Now, it's not The Lord of the Rings, so it's not the three books, but it's The Hobbit, which is still a fairly large book in its own. He's going to read the 1937 novel from start to end, breaking only to go to the bathroom,
4: which, I mean, is very good. How long is that going to take?
1: Uh he's judging probably about twelve hours. Whew. Yeah. And uh, some of the best things about it, even he says that he might have to put a back-end five-minute sign when nature calls, which would be kind of funny. And he's even saying that it's not going to be a dry reading. It's live, and there'll be lots of, I'm sure, fumbles and stumbles and trips. And it's not an audio recording where we go back and correct. It's happening live. And if the cat walks in and jumps on the desk, well, that's just what's going to happen. Damn it, Carl! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, my car would totally do that. So I have to imagine, even if you listen to this uh, at a later date look online I'm sure it's going to be online for you to go check out and then if you enjoy it if you're having some fun and you can kick out the funds give to a little bit of a charity uh, I would mostly suggest giving to charity uh, locally if you can mm-hmm. but this is another worldwide thing so it's there's a lot of different ways to help out and this is one of those that the celebrities are doing that are that is geeky and a lot of fun but now we need to get to The Geek Sheet with Vicki B Well Vicki what do you got for us?
2: Uh, I do have a, a movie-themed uh, story to get into, but nice. I right. do want to talk about something important.
1: Okay. Also involving a movie. Oh, all right.
2: So it has been said that uh, apparently Joe and Anthony Russo, who you know directed Avengers Endgame, mm-hmm. are on board to be producers for a live-action Hercules movie. Um, now we've seen Beauty and the Beast. We've seen Aladdin, Lion oh, King. Oh, man.
1: <coughs> See, that's the thing. Uh, I I'll be honest- I really didn't like Hercules. The, th-
2: the singing muses. You got Megara, who was a badass. You have Phil, who's done by Danny DeVito. It was
1: really weird where they got into the whole like they they, they kind of pooped all over the mythos of it.
2: Yeah, that's and what they do with everything. I know,
1: but like, I Like
2: Pocahontas didn't actually marry John Smith and have a great life. She died at like 14. Oh. Or 15. It was really, yeah, it's nice. messed up.
4: Alright, what if we took 300, and combined it with a knight's tale, And that was the Hercules movie we got. <sniffs> I what the hell? Like, ripped... Cool action scenes with the humor of a Knight's Tale because the Knight's Tale and the okay. music and everything it yeah. didn't really make a lot of sense for the time, but it no, was awesome. Course. Yeah, when they were running with like "We will rock you," yeah,
2: <laughs> basically what Hercules. Would and do. that was
4: my problem when they did the whole like
1: uh, turning you into an action figure song and like all this weird marketing sort of yeah. thing. I got kind of mad at it, and uh, yeah.
2: It's, it's I've not, only yeah. literally have
1: only seen it once because that made me mad. So oh, and see, that was literally what like it
2: came out what ninety eight yeah something
1: like I saw that. it at a drive-in.
4: <gasps> Whoa, yeah. Really? Yeah,
1: drive-in when I lived in Arizona. It was with a double feature with Georgia the Jungle. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I love Georgia the Jungle. <laughs> so did I. <laughs>
4: yeah. I did too. There's a lot of people
2: that poo-poo that movie. That movie was awesome. It well, was watched over and over again in my house.
1: I got to see that right after Hercules. So basically, anything at that point would have been fantastic.
2: But what did you think of Hercules growing up? Did oh, you I liked
4: it. it. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's
2: on Disney Plus. It might still be on Netflix. There's only a few Disney movies left, but definitely check it out. I've seen it recently within the last year or two. Really? Okay. It still holds up. It's fun, the music, everything. I've watched it with like nieces and we've danced around to it. They loved it too. <laughs> um but there was uh, you know, you know, speculations that maybe Josh Gad would be Phil. In this new movie, Josh Gad does the voice of um, Olaf, Olaf from mm-hmm. Frozen, and he was also in the live-action Beauty and the Beast as LeFou. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Gaston's little buddy.
2: Yes, uh, but he does not believe that is the right choice. He tweeted out, no, "No, LOL, no, 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 I will not be playing Phil. There's only one man who should be playing Phil, and his name is Danny DeVito.
1: Yes, yeah, who did yeah. the original voice of
2: Danny DeVito? Like they, they, they modeled." to look like Danny DeVito, really.
1: And he's like the little satyr, right? Yes, he's the one that
2: trains Hercules. Mm -hmm,
1: He's got the goat legs, little goat Mm -hmm. horn, and yeah, he looks just like Danny DeVito, and you should probably have Danny DeVito. Yes.
2: It's just like having anybody else uh, but Earl... Was it uh, James Earl Jones do the voice of uh, Mufasa?
1: Yes, which, you know what? I went back and I watched the Lion King live action because I really did like the cartoon.
2: And uh, was it because your cat likes it too?
1: Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen my cat so fixated. Damn it, Carl watched the entire movie with us, which he doesn't do. He doesn't care about TV, and he was like, Oh, there's cats.
4: Oh, maybe this is my story. Heh. I've always wondered what pets are thinking when they're staring at screens seeing other animals. Oh, yeah. And they, he was engrossed. It was kind of amazing.
2: Uh, but I will move on from that. What do you guys think? Uh, should there be a Hercules live-action movie? And uh, who should play Hercules?
4: Oh, man. I was thinking immediately Chris Evans or Henry Cavill. Oh. Uh, you need someone who's ripped. Um, yeah. I would, like...
1: It would be kind of fun just to see, like, Jason Momoa.
4: Oh, he would make a great he's Hercules.
1: just a giant, ridiculous man. I mean, if you want to go with the biggest, you'd have to say The Rock. But yeah. since he was already in Moana, like, maybe I not cross know. the streams. on. The, well, I mean, I they mean, just in, did it with Josh Gaddon doing different things. Yeah, so. but it was,
2: like, different between, like, voice acting a character yeah. and actually being live action. Yeah. And uh, I think I remember Zeus was played by Rip Torn. And then Hades was oh,
1: James Woods. Yeah,
2: James Woods. I remember
1: because he he was just a chewing, sassy bitch. Yeah, yeah, chewing the scenes with his uh,
4: with his stuff. I wonder how Dave Batista would do. Oh, good call. Yeah,
2: I feel like you have to be younger. I think Hercules started training as a teenager and would probably be in his like mid twenties, maybe early thirties. So I feel like all those guys might be a little too old.
4: I could see that. Maybe. Yeah.
2: Like, also, is he is he Greek? Yeah. Yeah. So we need to find a Greek guy. <laughs>
4: Uh, Vicky,
1: we'll put you on that Oh, I say, I know who should be his mother,
2: Oh, Jennifer ooh. Aniston. Nice. She is actually Greek. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, do we got some time left? Yeah, right? give us a little bit more, yeah. All right, so Crack.com came out with an article of plot holes you never noticed in famous, famous movie scenes.
1: oh here okay. we go. Here we go. Here comes the nitpicking.
2: All right. In Back to the Future, Oh. lightning strikes the clock tower at 10.04 p.m. Mm-hmm. But they don't know the exact second. So with the info they have, Marty could easily reach the wire one full minute too soon or too late.
1: You're absolutely correct. But movie magic! Yeah. <laughs> We're suspending it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Or how about in Iron Man 2 when Tony has a YOLO moment and just suddenly decides to drive his own race car and Whiplash is on the track waiting for him. Mm-hmm. So can Whiplash see the future because no one else knew that Tony would do that?
4: Well, yeah. Duh. I don't, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that one is one of those conveniently things. But but is that like
1: the biggest problem with Iron Man 2? No, I don't think
4: so. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and pretend like two and three don't exist for now.
1: Three was slightly more acceptable than two, and at least we got some cool stuff and they uh, acknowledged the whole Mandarin thing
4: and the way that they kind of flipped that on its uh, its side. I thought that was really cool. I love the idea of Tony giving his home address to the world and being like, there's nothing bad that will come to this. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) That's a good point.
2: Uh, this one I can dispute. It says, in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Barbosa dies from a gunshot wound he got before the immortality curse was lifted. It's a good thing Jack wasn't unharmed because there's a moment where he stabs Jack. But he pulls the sword out of him before the immortality thing is lifted. So he gets shot. Barbosa gets shot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't take the bullet out. And then the curse is lifted, and so that's how he died.
1: And that's actually a good point on that, too, because if you've got the uh, immortality, like, is he healing under the stab right after it happens? Like, you can explain away a bunch of that Mm -hmm. stuff.
4: And we recently went back and watched that movie, Mm -hmm. and that's actually still really good. There's something, like, magical about those movies, because they're so fun, yet they Mm -hmm. have some pretty dark themes. Yeah, especially for Disney. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, How about in Django Unchained, when Django uses dynamite to blow up Candyland? Before Dynamag existed. Whoops. Whoops. It says Alfred Nobel patented the stuff nine years after the movie is set. Oh, yeah,
1: that's right, because he won the Nobel Prize. Well, he was a creation of the—he didn't win it because it's named after him. That would have been another plot hole.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or how about like the whole gremlins thing? It's like, you can't feed them after midnight, but when can you when start? When is midnight? Is it like a bar rules where it's like, I can't serve you after this point, but I can't start serving you again until like 8 a.m.?
4: Yeah, it's midnight somewhere. What right. if you get a bad bartender and they close early? <laughs> right.
2: Um, how about in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke would sooner fall to his death than join Vader, and it's not like Vader could just lift Luke with his mind, is it? Nope, he can only watch him fall.
4: That would be
1: fantastic. That Um, would actually be really fantastic. It's like,
2: ha ha, got you. (laughs) Or uh, how about Leeloo in the fifth element loses hope for humanity when she reaches W for war in her encyclopedia, but not B for battle or G for genocide or execution, Holocaust, murder, racist, torture.
1: Pick a letter. They're probably all pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just got the good ones until you get there.
2: Uh, Uh, Awkward. Or how about in Fargo when uh, Gager grinds, you know, Carl Showalter's body with a wood chipper to cover up his murder. But yeah. now everyone can spot the murder from a mile away because it was all in the <laughs> snow, all that blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. yes. No one's going to know I killed him.
1: It's a nasty use for a wood chipper, but um, I mean, yeah, it's slightly effective.
2: Well, <laughs> until next time, guys, stay nerdy.